Claire Davis and I'm here for Mental Health Chats and I've got Evan Zivanakis with us. Hi Evan, how are you? Very well, nice to see you Claire, thank you, all good, how are you? I'm well and lovely to see you as well and Evan's going to be talking to us about perseverance and how to empower managers to ignite perseverance. So first of all Evan, whereabouts are you calling from? Right now I am in Cyprus. Wow. Yeah. When you say right now, where do you actually live? I, I spent my time in between Asia, like Cyprus, Greece, as well as Singapore and Malaysia. So wow. between Europe and Asia. So, um, interesting. yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. So who is Evan Zivanakis? <laughs> Evan Zivanakis is, a, first of all, is a father, is a husband. And on a professional note, um, I am an L&D specialist with a b2b corporate training company called news navigation yeah and i also personally i work with leaders and teams to identify and address specific challenges and opportunities and then leveraging proven frameworks and strategies um, to help them improve performance communication and overall effectiveness excellent so you've explained a little bit about what you do so what specifically do you do do you go in and coach the teams or do you give keynotes or what sort of things do you do i do coaching that's number one i coaching usually it's with senior managers and c-suites on a specific challenge um time management burnout lately overwhelmed um how do i increase my influence as a leader how do i communicate more effectively sometimes it could be about execution like a problem is a challenge sometimes is we tend to have Evan. We tend to have all those meetings, but nothing gets done. So, whatever the specific, um, uh, you know, professional challenge they have, that's number one. One-on-one coaching. Um, after the pandemic, it is happening as we do it now. You know, virtual. Um, yeah. That's number one. Number two, I do facilitation and training. Mm, brilliant. Excellent. Into, te- into teams, and I also do keynote speeches, and I also I also part time. I teach at the EU Business School in Geneva. I teach business graduates. Oh, absolutely brilliant. And, you know, it's really interesting when when working with leaders, perseverance is so, so key for leaders to get to where they are and to keep their teams on top. So how would you define perseverance? Yeah, it's a good question. I suppose I would define it as the commitment, as a firm commitment and determination to overcome obstacles, setbacks and challenges. Yeah. in order to achieve a desired goal or outcome. Um, in other words, I suppose, is the ability, that's why I don't say attitude, I think it's an ability, it's something that you can work on to maintain a strong work ethic and push forward in the face of um, adversity. Excellent. And you say the, the three words, obstacles, setbacks, and challenges and we all have these that come into our lives and what we need to understand is what skills can we use to persevere and get through these obstacles setbacks and challenges so what I'd like to ask you now Evan is what are three things that you would advise managers senior leaders to do to create perseverance when their teams have these obstacles, setbacks, and challenges? 
Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, thank you for uh, for asking that. I'm actually this is something. Uh, this is something actually that I write extensively in my book, which was published a um, couple of months mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. So the three things I would advise is number one, as a manager, um, if let's say you want to get back on top, if your team's productivity has been reduced, decreased, is you need to identify the root cause. That's the first step. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is actually happening to proactively identify the reasons behind your team's decreased productivity. So take time mm -hmm. to analyze the situation and gather feedback from different team members. And, you know, if you have experience as a manager, you should be able to identify like this, you know, just by walking about or by being able to read in between the lines when you talk to people, you know, and then you follow your intuition or your gut feeling. Yeah. So... And sometimes it is due to lack of, you know, if productivity down, is it due to lack of resources? Is it unclear goals? Is it low morale? Or is it like external factors? And by pinpointing the underlying issues, you can address them effectively. So number one, identify the root cause. Root cause. Brilliant one. Yes. Brilliant one. Um, I have two more. Number two, once you identify the root cause and you know exactly what is happening, is to provide support and resources. Yeah. Um, so once you understand the reasons behind the productivity decline, you need to take action to provide the necessary support and resources to your team. Yeah. And what do I mean by support? This could include additional training, yeah. tools, maybe you need personnel, um, and so on. So you need to make sure, you need to ensure that team members have the right skills and knowledge to perform their tasks efficiently, you yeah. know? Mm. And additionally, um, you should be able to remove any obstacles or bottlenecks that hinder their progress. And, mm. you, you know, once you identify, you know, just like a doctor, once you diagnose, I think to, you know, to solve it is easier. Yeah. And maybe, maybe sometimes it could be like, you know, um, internal motivation. It's quite interesting, actually. Um, before I quickly go to my third step, is sometimes I have some managers coming to me and say, my sales are down. You need to, you know, would you mind training my salespeople? And when I do my assessment, I realize that the problem is not actually what the salespeople are saying, is not their sales pitch, but is internal motivation. Something is yeah. happening internally. Could be a toxic work environment. It could be the boss sleeping with the secretary and everybody knows it. I don't know, but yeah. yes. He knows, yes. He knows. And, and yeah, yeah. Okay. it's all about the mindset, isn't it? It's really, really interesting. And if, you know, if we can get that right, identify the root cause, then support to help people have the right mindset, that's going to work really effectively. Thank you. Okay, what about the third tip? The third, the final is, um, and, you know, we hear that all the time, is to foster a positive and motivating environment. I mm. mean, motivating, I don't mean, you, you know, no one calls... You know, no one calls you to say, good morning, Claire, wake up, come come on, be motivated. You know, nobody does this to me. I don't mean this. But to create a culture where people are actually proud and happy to come to work. And, you know, since the pandemic, people have lost hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, so a positive work environment and, and, and honest, I suppose. You know, I don't mean the hi-fi of American positivity that I used to do when I was a manager back in the UK 10 years ago. Uh, but I mean... You know, a culture of motivation and engagement and recognition and honesty. You know, if somebody is doing a good job, you know, 
you're recognized in public, but if somebody needs improvement, you need to take them into a small room or have a cup of coffee in your, you know, neighborhood coffee shop and find out exactly what is going on. So recognize, appreciate, and encourage open communication and provide regular feedback. You yeah. know, and then once once you you have that feedback, you set clear goals and expectations. And um, and and yes, and you know, you'd be surprised. Some people don't know what is expected of them. So I think as a leader or as a manager for productivity, I think it's more important than ever just to finalize, to wrap up, is to know your people and to know what is going on, not mm -hmm. only in their professional life, but also mm -hmm. in their personal life, which will affect their professional life. Yeah. Back to you. Definitely. They're absolutely brilliant books. Thank you so much, Evan. And you mentioned that you've written a book and these tips are in the book. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the book? Yes, I is actually published. Um, I think four or five weeks ago. You can see it behind me. Yes. Leading in VUCA Times, um, and, and and the book is from my professional experience. You know, I, I I got I was blessed. I got my first managerial position when I was in the UK in Bristol at the age of twenty five. So up until now, fifteen years later, the book is with uh, it has forty different chapters, and I just share my experience. I share my my mistakes, I share my knowledges, and um, I don't really care to to sell a lot of book copies. Uh, you know, to make money, you need to like sell billions of it. The point of you know writing this book is to express my experience and hopefully to help some managers and leaders along their leadership and managerial journey. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for that, Evan. So, um, where can people find you? Well, you can come to Cyprus. It's the weather is nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I suppose um, if you they can't line. afford the flight to Cyprus or don't want to go all the way to Cyprus, how could they get in contact with you, Evan? <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, uh, LinkedIn, I'm quite active, yeah. as you know, on LinkedIn. Yes, Evan Zivanakis, you can find me there. Drop me a message on LinkedIn. I mean, nowadays, LinkedIn is like a personal website or something, right? So you can find me there, LinkedIn. Drop me a message and we can uh, we can start a conversation there. Take it from there. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Evan. You have been so inspirational and I love the sound of your book as well. I'm going to get a copy and take care and good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed the chat. If you found any of the tips useful, follow Mental Health Chats. Thank you.